0: welcome to the work that matters podcast by ikigai coffee my name is jeroen Brechtman. i'm your host talking to the people behind the work that matters if you want to find out more about this episode or any other episodes please visit www.ikigai.coffee and i hope to see you there in this episode, I'm talking to Fwadi Pitsuan from Thailand. He's the co-founder of Beanspire and the Maikajan Dry Mill in the Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai region in the north of Thailand. He's the son of uh, former minister of foreign affairs, Surin Pitsuan, and currently studies international relations at Oxford University. I hope you'll enjoy this episode i'm curious where, where it goes with the with the COVID 19 issue because it seems like it, uh, it can go two ways uh, one way is uh, more towards consumer awareness and the other way is uh, more towards a cheaper product because people will have a, a less of a budget and will have to keep their own heads uh, above the water
1: uh, yes i think that that is the question that i have been thinking about a lot i actually asked uh, you know, there was a report by the SCA that, that linked up with data from Square that came out uh, looking at data and sales. And it talks a lot about positive things, about how online sales increased by 5,000%, about how... Yeah. Five thousand, yeah, five plus percent or something like that. I am yeah. not sure, and you need to check. But then, but then, most of those numbers are too positive for what I'm feeling, and I'm really. Key- and there was a median number of online uh, price of, of of the spending of the people that have been spending online. It was fourteen point five dollars or something yeah. per order, and I'm wondering. If, but then the, the the report didn't say what was it like before. You know, you can't really compare, but the the the, yeah. the the valuable number will be what was the median price of the uh the, the value per order that people have been ordering online, and what is yeah. what is it like now? Does it drop? Does it go up? And how, is yeah. it going to drop two three months from now? I think it, it, that is a good number to monitor whether people are uh going for the cheaper price racing to the bottom the cheapest uh yeah. price they can buy to get coffee or are people willing to pay for more sustainable coffee yeah i,
0: th- I think we're going to get a, a like a, a schizophrenic uh, market <laughs> yeah it's like a it, it, it completely polarized uh, i think people will go for a lower mm-hmm. and people will go for a higher and uh. uh, better stories more trust um i'm I'm noticing it uh here locally as well and i, d- I don't know how it goes for you uh, mm-hmm. as in supporting local entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, the I, I'm talking to entrepreneurs here uh, locally that do uh, uh, local logistics on, uh, electric bikes um like uh, uh, meal boxes um, um, from local uh, mm-hmm. producers mm-hmm. they have tripled. they have tripled their businesses
1: yeah because people support local more right yeah, yeah, so
0: that's uh, that's a good thing. What of about it's a- what
1: about what about coffee that are not from local? As in, like you you may be a local roaster to some, but then you're sourcing coffee from really far away land. Are they yeah Are they are they supporting that as well, or are they seeing that as more foreign? So they try to find something more that they give up coffee to get all together because the Dutch don't really grow <laughs> don't grow coffee. Yeah. So so I wonder if that sentiment would be would be good would, would yeah, be good for the industry some grow coffee
0: <laughs> do you know John Schot from uh, Rotterdam
1: like they go they, they grow in a in a greenhouse no
0: he, he has uh, uh, his, his wife has an atelier or no it's in his roastery he has one plant that oh, came from yeah, yeah. has a really <laughs> minimalistic skill.
1: <scale>. yeah <laughs> whether the focus on locally sourced product supporting local product will be good for for farmers from far away land you know what i mean because because we are yeah. before this we're all linked up and then whatever you buy in amsterdam uh in the netherlands uh mean would mean something for farmers in thailand in in you know in vietnam in in other yeah. places but then if there's too much focus on locally sourced product then then i wonder if, if the, the third world country who have needed support from buyers from europe uh, would be impacted when the local demand on their side on in their country are not that high for these kind of products
0: that's an interesting yeah. uh, uh, thing because uh, then you should dive into the psychology of why people are going back to local because yeah. uh, there's a lack of trust and yeah. there's an increase of fear yeah and I think uh, people are uh, are buying more locals, supporting their locals, just to keep everything near mm-hmm. their their place and not not going globally anymore. Yeah, uh, unless and that is where the specialty coffee industry is uh, is really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you can provide a fully transparent story Mm -hmm. uh, and unless you can actually create the same transparency as as you have with local producers in your uh in your value chain in uh, specialty coffee Mm -hmm. and if for me as a roaster if i can communicate that story uh, towards the end consumer Mm -hmm. uh, they will support me first of all they will double support me because they uh, know uh there's a um there's even a better feeling for them a better emotion for them to to purchase mm-hmm. um with that local producer mm-hmm. that is supporting um a producer somewhere else mm-hmm. on the world but of course this is hypothetically this is what uh what i would say uh, uh, so in terms of the specialty coffee i think the the uh, the The coffee farmers might be supported as well in terms of uh, commodity and commercial coffee. I think there's uh, that that is going down fast. That is, uh, yeah, that is a different uh, story. So, what do you think? uh,
1: I, I I really don't know. I have to. I mean, my my orders have been canceled a lot because because of this. And yeah. so, so my my strategy is just to send more sample to more roaster. Everyone is, I expect everyone will be buying less. Some of my friend, I think, will go out of business and and so will not be able to buy at all. So, so I've been trying to send more sample to to people, hoping that you know those who can buy ten bags will buy five, which means I have to double the number of, of people that I'm yeah. selling to. So, so that's what I've been doing. And but then the COVID really hit us in in a Worst in the po- in a you know the worst possible time because our harvest has just ended so we were projecting you know ah. business as usual and then so we're yeah. making a lot more we grow this year and then it hit so so Be- and then being made-
0: optimistic
1: and making a lot
0: of uh, costs yeah
1: yeah and then and then now we're stuck with with a lot of coffee so we're trying to find ways to 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 release that coffee now. Uh, yeah and but everything is also delayed we, i think I think people are just starting to get our sample in in Europe and in the u s because the logistical system around the world is also broken by this because yeah. when all the commercial airlines are are closed uh are shut down are not operating, then you can't send normal yeah. mail uh, so, which means everything will have to go to the through DHL, to FedEx, to to UPS, that kind of services, because they have their own plane. So every, oh, they're really overwhelmed by it. So everything seems delayed by them too. So, so, so yeah. Sample have been stuck in a month, more than a month in in Bangkok, and then stuck more in in Europe too, trying to find its way to to the potential buyers. So yeah oh wow that's one thing people don't really hear i think farmers are definitely having tougher time sending samples to 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 buyers in in europe now
0: yeah i think you're actually one of the more blessed uh uh, of course you're not a producer but Mm -hmm. uh the producers connected uh, to you and to beanspire uh are more blessed uh, Uh, (laughs) with an international connection yes uh and there's not many uh, producers that actually have that, that can actually send uh, samples. So they're fully dependent on, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, exporters that just, um, aim on a coffee market that has no identity. Yeah. And just shooting for, uh, for the mass or for the volume. Yeah.
1: And, yeah,
0: but uh, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, I, I was try. Uh, I was uh, thinking before starting this uh, this podcast, so I'm gonna avoid uh, the the subject of COVID nineteen.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> but, but, but it's impossible. I it's mean, impossible. If you're talking about it, it, yeah. it, it will impact us. I will. Yeah. I think the, the real impact, the total impact, will not be seen for a while. I think. Yeah. 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 So, so how are you coping uh, currently? You're in uh, in Thailand right now. I am in Thailand. I was actually, I just flew down to, to Bangkok yesterday. I was in Chiang Mai the whole time during, during COVID, uh, but things are starting to, to ease up now uh, in Thailand. Uh, so I, I flew back to, to Bangkok uh, just to visit my, my mom and then going to go back up uh, in a few days to, to Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. I'm based there. Uh, we have a, a coffee mill there and then where we do all the sorting, or the milling, where the harvest finished in uh, early April. And then, and then so now we were milling and everything is delayed, harder to find labor because of COVID uh, movement, everything is is slower. So, and people are just starting to get our samples. So, we're still waiting to to hear back from people to see if we can export. In a large enough volume to to still save costs, because uh, the more you export, there's a fixed cost when you export. The more you export, that fixed cost, the shipping cost, the the packing, the documentation cost will be lower. So we're trying to yeah. to rally up the volume to to a reasonable amount. Yeah.
0: So, um, of course, you're you're talking about uh, the processing station. You're talking about uh, the one in john right?
1: Uh, yes, uh, I'm talking specifically about the one in Chan. Uh that's, that's ours. Uh, it's, it's a dry mill where we collect uh, parchment from a few uh, mountains, uh, coffee growing regions around that. This is, yeah. this is located between Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. I think a few or, or many of, uh, of the listeners of this podcast may have been to Chiang Mai uh, Northern Thailand uh, for vacation. I think yeah. Thailand has, has a lot of... A really place, yeah, it's a really popular place. Yeah, it's a popular tourist destination. Uh, and a lot of buyers come to Thailand not to buy coffee, but more for vacation and then say, oh, there is coffee here. Let's, let's go see Coffee Plantation. Maybe we can buy some. I, actually, yeah. a lot of, 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 of potential buyers happened that way. Came for other mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I'm talking about Mecha Chan. That's where the Inspire Mill is located. So yeah. that's the lot that, that we, we export to the U.S., but we also exported other lots as well uh, to, to, to Euro, and we also exported other lots, so more uh, micro-lot, more single-origin kind of lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, the micro-lots from, uh, for example, the, the, the single-farm fine robustas is by uh, yes. Thavat Gonyak.
1: Yes, yes ta, yeah, uh, yeah. P. P, 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 right. P Ning is, he, he is a farmer yeah. from Robusta from southern Thailand. Yeah, he's actually nice. on. Uh, sorry, he, cool. yeah. he is actually on a wheelchair. It so it's more of a farmer that that does this through, through his mind. You know, he has helper, but but all the processing he control it. But but the the, the leg works and arms work that f- require physical lifting, physical uh, activities. Then then he has uh, you know other people helping mm-hmm. him.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I haven't been uh, to uh, Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai uh, yeah. yet. I was uh, planning to uh, to visit you uh, last year, May it was, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but due to the, the smog, the, yeah. the air
1: quality. Oh, yes. yes.
0: It was, it, is it still uh, going on? It, it is
1: still going on. It's a yearly seasonal thing. Last year was bad. this year, I feel like, was worse. It was one of the historic, uh, you know, uh, what do you call, a level of air pollution that we had. It's 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 a problem, I think. I, I don't know why the authority can't seem to be able to deal with it. Partly is it's a cultural issue as well. Um I mean we the way we have uh, farmers and people who live in the mountain have been have been uh you know engaging in, in certain kind of farming. Uh, but, then, but then, you know, P, it's really hard to blame them because I think it's much more of a structural issue because the food that are consumed by people in the lowland are grown in the mountain. Are, are you ready to stop eating those products? Or, or, or A lot of people who get blamed for the smog are people who grow corn for animal feed. And then, you know, so are we ready to stop eating meat that use that kind of corn to feed the meat? I mean, they, yeah. it, it's all connected. So it's really hard yeah. to find one person who to 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 get the blame for this. And if you yeah. uh, you know, like a lot of even like turmeric, even if even like turmeric you consume in 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 Europe, I mean, some of those are grown in in the Thai mountain, and it requires slash and burns. So yeah.
0: it requires what slash and burns?
1: Yeah, I'm so sorry. when when you uh uh you know. Crops such as ginger, such as turmeric, roots that suck a lot of nutrients, that's why they're really healthy. But because all these are so good for health, because the, the roots contra- contain so much nutrient, you yeah. cannot grow the same uh, anything after you chose to grow ginger or, or turmeric at, uh, in the same land. So a farmer would have to move to another plot of land. And then you know, have to burn down, clear the land because clearing the land by burning also adds nutrients back into the soil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I, I didn't know that. So that is yeah. also the case with, uh, with corn.
1: Uh, corn think- and, and ginger and, and turmeric. Corn is more, corn is more, more just volume based. I mean, different reason, the different reason why people burn. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's interesting. I uh, I was already curious. Why is it that the smog is so intense uh, during yeah. this so, time? So that
1: is already an ongoing problem yeah. for many years. But then lately, I think climate change has a lot of issue too. So it's like compound that, you know? Cause so yeah. so the, the drying, the lack of rain also generate uh, uh, naturally caused forest fires as well. So, so when a fire break out, well, broke out. We don't really know whether it's done by man-made or is it naturally occurring through huh. climate change. So it's all messed up. You don't it's really know. Adult. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. And, and the authority seems, you know, not capable of dealing with this. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, authority mm-hmm. and uh, politics, yeah.
0: uh, you you studied at uh, Harvard and Oxford.
1: Uh, yes, I, I am doing. A, I'm uh, I'm actually a PhD student at Oxford now, still, it's been almost six years. I, yeah. I, I started in coffee formally when I started my PhD. So it's a, it's a really bad decision yeah. <laughs> to, to start a company, start exporting coffee while, while doing a PhD. So, so I, I get to do both things. But uh, sometimes I regret as well not being able to focus on, 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 on one thing and then excel in it. So, so, but then everything is doing okay but but i i feel sometimes i have to split the time between the two
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i i I've, I've known you for uh, a couple of years now yeah. uh, via this side up yeah. uh, i think the first wa- first time we met was uh, was it in amsterdam during the producer crossover or before
1: i think so at least at least in the crossover but maybe before that <laughs>
0: and um yeah. well i i've i've noticed um uh, also uh, due to our contact we had uh, yeah. uh trying to connect uh bean and uh, uh bean producers connected producers to mm-hmm. uh, the middle large roasteries yep uh which is quite uh, a task we've mm-hmm. noticed mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, bureaucratic um uh, details that have to be filled in mm-hmm. which don't uh, quite um yeah are are necessary for, uh, yeah, for for a quality product. Yep. But I've I've noticed you are a one of the the, the people I know that is really well taught or well trained. Uh, your field of expertise uh, is not uh, at all limited by uh, specialty coffee. So you, uh, of course, you you are the owner or manager. Can I, is it, are you the owner of I'm the, I'm
1: the owner. Yeah, there are two uh co-founders in uh, uh where uh for BeanSpire it's a uh, my friend who who is based in Chennai all the time she she runs a mill there her name is Jane yeah. people don't really see her but she, yeah, she yeah, of course yeah. she is the more yeah. important part of BeanSpire actually
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and you two run uh, BeanSpire but i also know um you are uh, quite knowledge about politics, uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot more other subjects than coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and your father also is in politics? He's the... he,
1: he was in politics for a long time. He he, he passed away two, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah. So And he, he was quite a, a well-known uh, diplomat and, and a political figure uh, in Thailand. So after my father passed away, there was a... Uh, there has been a lot of expectation about me. Uh, whatever I say seems to catch more attention. People seem to look toward me more. In, in the past, I feel like I, I use coffee as a... Coffee is a passion. So so I, I use it to get out of this social expectation, political expectation. And I really enjoy uh, working with the farmers, seeing my coffee, the coffee that I help create and export being in, in in for example your your bag, Ikikai coffee. I, yeah. I just create that feeling of, you know, mm-hmm. total satisfaction yeah. that I have never really enjoyed from any other kind of work that I have done. But then but then my formal training is not and background before coffee was 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 something else. It was I I did my undergrad in international relations, my master in international relations, my PhD in international relations. In, in politics yeah. my, my dad was a was a diplomat. So when after he passed away people really expect me to, to step up and but then I still enjoy I still enjoy working in coffee and, and taking my time I think. But yeah. Yeah.
0: are are you living up to the expectations or are that, you That uh, I don't know.
1: I think I think I told people that I told people that even if I don't decide to join politics, Thai politics in the end it will be of my choice because I have, I have chosen. I found coffee, you know? It, it, yeah, that, my
0: that was my uh, next question. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of living up to the expectations, uh, whether you are choosing your own uh, direction in, uh, yeah. Yeah, in life and in, in uh, on your yeah. path. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. I, I have chosen coffee, uh, but I'm not sure if I, if I eventually, if there is opportunity. I'm, I'm not close to it. I've been involved in helping people, shaping up uh you know political movements uh talking uh, media ask me for political opinions uh yeah. so, so i've been giving uh, but i'm I'm really taking my time and i, I think in a good democracy it, in a healthy kind of political system it, it shouldn't be just a legacy it shouldn't be like oh because my dad was active in politics he passed away so i should be expected to step up. It should be yeah. me when I feel ready. When I feel like I have understand the country enough, I have I have something that I feel I can contribute. And I'm not sure if I'm really there yet at this point. I think yeah, I can imagine
0: yeah. it has come from yourself instead of uh, yeah. from the yeah. environment. That, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, so you run
1: uh, Beanspire, although Jane is running Beanspire. Yeah, uh, so I for the past. I mean, since I started, I actually spent a lot more time, not a lot more time, uh, a lot of time in in, in the UK, but I I flew back pretty often too. But I'm always, during harvest season, which happened to be at the same time uh, uh, during the winter break in in the UK for my study. (laughs) So, so, so December, January, February, I, I, I am also a PhD student, so you can actually skip, you know, like you don't really have to go to show up as often as, as, as undergrad students do. So, so I usually spend three, four months at least per year uh, during harvest season, working with farmers, trying to improve the quality. And then I, I take the samples and go back to Euro- Europe. Uh, or, and then, or I ask my brother or Jane to, to help send samples. So, so it has worked that way until, until I came back to Thailand uh, last year uh, to, to be stationary here full time. In, uh, in Thailand? In Thailand, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. And uh, you're quite uh, internationally uh, rooted, uh, I yeah. can say. Um, and that is also uh, a part of the, the, the success or the... The startup we can describe Beanspire as a startup, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's been startup for <laughs> for five, six years, but it, yeah, it's it's quite, good enough it's in good. a sense that we don't really make much money. I am just actually starting to pay myself uh, this year, but then because I've always got scholarships, so 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 scholarship from Harvard, from Oxford help. Uh, me travel around and work in coffee I'm not sure if my my Oxford friend will hear this but or or professor at Oxford will hear this but but that helped for for a long time Uh, and then yeah and then then I start um, um, the business is okay enough now that we have some cash to pay me or some certain cash flow or protection that oh uh, we can pay ourselves a little bit now Uh, but then COVID-19 hit you know and then and bam everything kind of bursts. <laughs> all, yeah. all that that plan or that dream of making a sustainable business now it becomes a startup again yeah
0: yeah because beans is quite unique in uh, thailand um, yeah for what i've seen uh, the the thai coffee uh, has a uh, quite a bad reputation yep um in terms of uh, quality yep um, I don't know about uh, the ethics of, uh, of the coffee in Thailand. Uh, yeah. you can,
1: maybe you can, uh, c- can tell me more about that. But I, I mean, the, I think the bad reputation is probably come from, you know, people expect Asian, and not, not just Thailand, Asian coffee in general uh, to yeah. be more of a robust, instant coffee kind of coffee, you know? Yeah. And people don't really, people who have worked on Arabica never really understood how to process it well or how more like more like how to store it well how to send the right kind of sample uh what kind of uh sample what kind of coffee the market in europe in the u.s would be looking for i think the fact that i have lived in the u.s and in the u in europe helped me understand that so when i talk to you when i talk to leonard i can speak in a coffee language you know (laughs) what and then i think i think people who have because it has been a closed market for a long time and we seem to be able to enjoy, which is one sentence is a very positive thing. But if you were thinking about making Thailand well known in the world, uh, being able to to communicate in a coffee language that that foreigner would understand, uh, know their expectation. I think I think that link was missing. So I was trying to help fill that gap. How would you describe that coffee language? Well, you, know, like, different than, uh, you know, than like, you, you know, like, you know, you know, scoring wise, tasting notes, uh, sorting the way uh, specialty coffee expected to be sorted, uh, knowing that this coffee will be good to, for espresso, knowing that this coffee will be good for filter. If you process like this, it will be too fermenty for you. Uh, yeah. If it if it processed this way, then it will be good for someone else. In this kind of understanding yeah, or knowing the roaster well enough, the market well enough that you know certain kind of roaster will like only wash coffee, really bright coffee, which means Thai coffee will not fit there. Uh, some some roaster will like more, uh, you know, uh, uh, for or oh, not for well, more 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 winy, more fruity than, than we might fit. Or roaster that like more body or or uh, do medium roast, then then we our wash might fit there. You know, so this kind of understanding is you really have to know people and converse a lot with the people in the industry to to really understand and the the key tool is english i think i think the only main difference oh, yeah. i have other than my friend who are doing all these farmings who who technically speaking when they do farming or processing is probably better than me but that that ability to understand the expectation so so my role is to translate that expectation to farmer to producer to to other people to, who, who wants to export as well because I don't think I can be the one who, who does this alone if it's going to be an origin that that can create a, a level of excitement you know yeah have,
0: have you noticed any um, any trends uh, oh. internationally
1: oh definitely uh, I, think, uh, I think the uh, past couple of years about, yeah, think... If you're talking
0: about uh, washed coffees or naturals or experimentals or, oh uh,
1: yes yes I have a lot to say about that I love trend nice. in trend in Asian coffee first I feel like the past Few years, I mean, there has been a lot of focus uh, on 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 Asian coffee. I think particularly we probably have to thank Sarah as well for for working on Myanmar. I think the money, uh, the USAID money or uh, uh, development money that does pour into Myanmar, you know, hire a good consultant, quality improvement, marketing wise from, from CQI. Uh, I think that helps put put a spot on on Asian coffee. Yeah, uh, it spilled over to other parts of Asia as well, and 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 so so I feel like we we benefit somewhat from that from that excitement because because the industry has been everywhere. I've been to Bolivia, to Burundi, to Africa. I think the next frontier uh, is is Asian coffee. Yeah. So so in that sense, the past year I think I've seen a lot more demand and, and and a more a lot more opening about about what Asia could offer in terms of specialty coffee and yeah, you
0: don't you don't uh, come across uh, asian coffees that often uh, uh yeah uh, of course you, you do in commodity yeah but not in uh, in specialty coffee yeah yeah as soon as there are specialty uh, uh asian coffees uh, yep. that actually have a high quality yeah and uh those are interesting yeah. because they're super unique
1: yeah yeah and then and then if it's if it's good enough to be in specialty and then one thing that if there is no demand then people will go back to commodity to, to produce more commodity so it's really important to for buyers to keep buying for it to keep getting better or maintain this level of 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 you know specialty nest, and effort that that farmers put into it so this this covid thing i think my I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about it that it would change that 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 commitment that that expectation that demand to, to, for the farmer to keep doing good job
0: yeah i i I share that same uh concern mm-hmm. um partially because of course uh, for me as a roaster i have uh, c- uh customers uh mm-hmm. in the hospitality mm-hmm. uh, there is a big risk because uh, i am doing uh, only specialty coffee yep charge higher prices for my coffee there is a risk that uh, the the next generation of hospitality uh, uh um, yeah the, the, the next businesses of uh, uh hotels and restaurants and cafes um th- they will choose a cheaper product mm-hmm. um just because of necessity yep um but but th- then it comes back to that that split in the market again uh, i'm also quite hopeful that they might also choose um a better product so mm-hmm. less uh, volume, but more specified and more, uh, which includes more value. So mm-hmm. aiming more on the the value side of the the products and the the market instead of the pricing uh, mm-hmm. side of the market.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the emphasis on on value I think is, is really important. Uh, yeah, it may not because Thai coffee. If I have to speak on behalf of Thai coffee, because Thai coffee, if if at this certain price, uh, for example, our typical our uh, you know, eighty-three point wash coffee will already be at least three point five dollars per pound. Uh, that would be about you know eight dollars plus per pound. Uh, um, yeah and that and if uh, if roasted really just care about quality and taste then you know you can find much cheaper coffee at 83 point yeah. from brazil from nicaragua from other countries but yeah. i think to buy thai coffee it, it offers something else because you know we are from a, a higher uh, a middle income country uh, who 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 have local demand who, who farmers are young because at this price if you pay then 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 farmers your children of farmers decide to come back to farm, and you see a lot of that effect in Thailand, about how farmers are much younger on average, and they, they are experimental. Uh, but, yeah. but there are certain things that you know, they, they can't really do, like like to, to expect that hour wash. And, and right now, to, to get to like 87 point in, you know, for like 20 tons, it's really, really difficult for anyone to do. So of so if you it. judge by if you judge by quality price effort and sustainability then then you know higher price for coffee uh should be supported as well. Yeah it's it,
0: it, uh, Thailand is quite unique in that, huh? Yeah, You've told me before we've had this uh, uh conversation before. Yeah. It's quite interesting that um uh, of course um, it's uh, the same as I had in the conversation with uh, with Sarah and mm-hmm. it's uh, <laughs> of course the, the big elephant in the room um where coffee farmers uh, don't receive enough uh, to cover costs of production, so they turn to other crops and they turn to uh, to yeah. a higher risk, uh, higher pay. Younger generations of coffee farmers are are not motivated. There is no uh, incentive to yeah. to lure them into the profession of uh, uh, coffee farming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And in that term, Thailand is uh, quite um, quite unique. Um, because the what you mentioned uh, earlier in our earlier conversation that all the uh, the coffee farmers are young, that is something that other coffee producing countries can learn from, where the average age is uh, is rising and rising, and the younger coffee producers are are not following up
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i mean I've said before uh i I feel like you know there is a certain price point that that you should be buying. Uh, people should be buying 82, 83, 84 point coffee. I mean, if 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 you if we expect uh lower end specialty coffee to be you know, cost two point five dollars per pound, then it's really hard to to motivate people to 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 keep coming back to farm because that will be a majority, a bulk of coffee that any farmer, anyone could could produce. If if you see. Uh, you know top quality coffee from certain place, certain region, not all of it are like that uh, even if you put hundred percent of the effort, most of the coffee will still be washed at eighty four eighty three eighty four point coffee and then to to not be to not be able to find good enough market or higher price point market for that, I think would hurt the farmer so 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 that's why when when smaller specialty roasters really talk a lot about. Buying higher price point coffee, but buy like you know one or two bags, then then I feel like I feel like it it miss certain kind of 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 what you call uh, of of a message of a picture that that producer would would want to communicate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just uh, to uh, um, to to not to emphasize uh, to clarify, yeah. we're talking about uh, the points here. Um, Uh, 80, Uh, 84 points, Uh, of course, uh, for the listener that is not um, uh, well known with uh, scoring of uh, coffees uh 80 plus points is uh, officially a uh, specialty coffee and um and there's um, some that let's uh, say specialty to me is uh, 86 plus points so you can actually compare it to school grading mm-hmm. uh, so if the coffee scores an eight or 80 points or higher it's uh, it's a high quality yeah. uh, coffee that yeah, big
1: the yeah. Coffee. i mean if you get to 86 people say it's like one percent in the world So so it's 1% in terms of quality in the world. So so most of the coffee we see in, in normal kind of coffee shop will be below specialty grade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Between uh, probably uh, the 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 smaller espresso bars will be between eighty and uh, 86. Yeah. eighty six. Yeah. Do you know the percentage of coffees that that is being produced that are eighty plus? Just specialty in general. I think
1: eighty plus will probably be about twenty percent of, of the whole uh, total production in the world. I think, but people have said, and the figures vary, and then no one really know. But people say eighty six point plus will be like top one percent in the world. But but mm-hmm. what people need to understand is that to be to, for any farmer to be able to produce 86 point point coffee there will be even more quantity or volume that they would need to 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 survive on that they need to produce between 80 point and 86 point so so i think i think it, it good to it is good to be balanced it's good to 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 support super high quality coffee but also don't forget. About Don't look down on it. I think everyone has their own market segment. You know what I mean? So, so at least just be respectful to, for any kind of buyer because from a farming perspective, from a producer perspective, every kind of coffee, even the defects, will need to find a home for us to make a, a, a sustainable livelihood. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine.
0: Yeah. Of course, uh, the 86-point coffees are higher. Yep. Those are um, more like uh, marketing tools for you.
1: Yeah definitely and most roster will survive on 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 the majority will be a little bit lower than 86 point
0: yeah yeah it's yeah. logic i mean that market hasn't matured yet mm-hmm. uh, yeah or uh of course for you it's uh it's a even a bigger challenge you to uh to 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 find that exact market that actually uh, is interested in 86 Thai uh, <laughs> coffee. But that is, that is quite, a, quite a dig, I believe.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean even if, at 86 point, uh, our, our cost would be much higher too. Yeah. If I produce something that I'm certain that is 86, it six, it'll probably be some kind of uh, natural coffee. The risk for, for getting to that point is so high because you could mess up. There could be rain during the drying process, then you lose the whole lot. So uh, it could, because to get to, to 86 point, you either, you have to take a lot of risks. You either get 86 or you get 79. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's nothing in between. Yeah.
0: It's so much effort. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thailand is really an
0: example in terms of the younger farmers uh, mm-hmm. and they're motivated. There's uh, there's also a good local market, right? Uh, so yes. local specialty coffee bars, uh coffee roasters specialty mm-hmm. roasters that connect directly yeah. so the same we have here with uh with uh, with for example the maybe it's a silly example with the milk farmer so uh, yeah. going to and buying the milk uh, yeah. from uh, directly from the farmer
1: yeah uh, exactly that is happening in thailand right that is happening in thailand because you have to understand that like, specialty coffee come to asia after it came to in terms of in the, the culture of consumption but so, so coffee, especially coffee in countries like Thailand or even Indonesia and Vietnam, Philippines right now, come at a time where people's uh, purchasing power is already quite high. So, so, so coffee is seen as a luxury product. So, there are um, people who are willing to pay higher price point for for this kind of product I have like European friend American friend who come to Thailand and see the cost of of roasted coffee in, in 250 gram back here and they were like wow that's more expensive than in the US but there is a good reason for it I think because because farmers are paid uh, you know high enough price to keep them uh, uh, farming so so I think I think I think that that is that ecosystem is, is really Valuable for us, I think, to have that that local demand absorbing some of the coffee that we produce and um, growing faster in the country than 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 exporting.
0: Okay, so, so it it is a market that you could actually thrive on com- completely. Uh before before COVID,
1: definitely. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Of, of course, before or after, sure. after COVID, I'm not sure. Yeah. After, I have to see if the culture of of you know going to cafe yeah. taking pictures. As much as I complain about people who go Instagram as all these latte art cafe and don't really consume coffee for for the effort, uh, without yeah. coffee, uh, without the cafe culture at all, I think we will all suffer. Yeah, yeah. I, I made yeah. fun of my friend who is you know like latte art champion here uh, in in Thailand, and it's basically his skill doesn't doesn't is not valuable at all now. I mean, he no. he need to learn how to roast. You need to learn to do other things now because, like people do, take away cups now, and people consume cold brew at home. So, so that it's a really big deal. I'm not sure if you realize how how big deal this is. COVID nineteen basically has stopped the cafe culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it has. Eh? Yeah, yeah, coffee it, at home, but not enough. Uh...
1: Yeah, so now it's shifting to to consuming coffee. In, in, in Europe, people might already be doing that. In Thailand, in newer countries, a con- new consumer of coffee is really new to be grinding coffee at home and making coffee from pre- French press, doing this thing. Because people go to cafe to to as a as a third place, as a place where they to be seen, to hang out with friends, take photos of latte art, and and that. Has completely stopped for three months. And yeah, I don't sure. know if it's going to come back to, be, to the same level. I think that's what I'm, I'm really scared. How, how would uh, Thai people usually drink their coffee at home? That's everyone is. My friend who are, who are roasters, they told me they have been getting inquiries from, from, from new consumers who, who have never, never made coffee at home before on how to grind the coffee. Not at yeah can i put can i put whole bean into into hot water and does it become coffee and like there are that kind of consumer that, that that don't know that you have to grind coffee and 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 make it so it's re- it's good actually because you are creating new market uh, co- uh, uh, it's, it's, yeah it's,
0: it's it's opening up yeah it's yeah good. it's opening yeah.
1: up so converting those people to the market there will be market for every roaster uh, uh, to consume, but the people who are hurt the most are the people who own brick and mortar cafes. Yeah, so, so, so this phenomenon is really interesting.
0: So there is no, uh, besides the espresso, uh, it's
1: espresso culture or filter, filter coffee culture? It's, it's espresso, very Australian influence because a lot of our barista were, live in Australia, New Zealand before and then come back to, 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 to Thailand. So, so it's espresso based, but mostly still be milk or something like that. And this is, I'm talking about specialty culture, but then, but then there are within those, there is also something called, we call S-yen, which is condensed milk with, with, with coffee, basically.
0: Uh, It's it's, uh, the same as in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. uh,
1: Similar in Vietnam. Yeah. Similar, similar to Vietnam. Yeah.
0: What's it called? Um,
1: The Fin, Vietnamese coffee. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I was uh, thinking about something else, but uh, yeah. So. That is a traditional
1: Thai coffee that yes, people. It's a traditional Thai coffee. Usually, a lot of robusta, dark roast robusta. Yeah.
0: Or maybe instant coffee uh, in it, or uh, instant soda. coffee
1: is is also a thing. So people, so that's why people ask like, oh, can you just put it in water and then it become? I can drink it, right? Because people are also used to instant coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So so now it's just a new way. Because if gonna, you're gonna consume ceremonial so coffee, you would go to a cafe. But now they're starting to buy more equipment, buy more things. I've been talking to a lot of friends about educating them quickly about this, about how to drink coffee at home. Yeah, there's, there might be an interesting market. I mean, uh, the way
0: you describe it is uh, there's uh, the implementation of a completely new culture yeah. uh, on a non-existing existing one Mm -hmm. and it's probably uh, mainly the the younger people that uh, consume coffee uh uh, in uh, in bars and uh, cafes
1: yeah usually yeah
0: yeah so it it sounds like there's uh there's a lot of opportunity there for the home consumer as well
1: yeah there is a lot of opportunity for people who can pivot really quickly but not everyone can so so that's the challenge yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, that, that sounds difficult yeah it yeah, is um, there's something that's called uh, the Rogers curve. Have you ever heard of it?
1: No. What is that?
0: Yes. Yeah, um. Um. If I mention it, you you probably uh, recognize it. it's the curve of uh, innovators, early adapters, early majority, mm-hmm. uh, uh, late majority, and the laggards. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a, a trend line. So mm-hmm. it all starts with the innovators. They uh, place uh, they they put high value in um, new objects or new trends. Mm-hmm. So they, they are the ones that really are uh, willing to pay more to be the first mm-hmm. and to be a part of it. And then, of course, after that come the early adapters that also value that that um, that pay for the value it brings them instead of the pay for the low price. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the it's it's also a uh, besides this a, a trend line. It's also a cultural line. Mm-hmm. It's the, the initiation of a new culture mm-hmm. and if yes. you approach it that way. Then. Then it can grow. Then you can feed it. Um, of course, from the early adapter uh, onwards to the the early majority, that's that's quite a, quite a difficult uh, a step. There's a there's a a step in between. Yeah. Uh, whether it's um, uh, it can be uh, yeah, no, not revived, uh, uh, whether it can be. Um, yeah, scaled up in a in a in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, we're also there's also a thing uh, halfway the line between early majority and uh, late majority. Mm-hmm. There uh, is the split line of talking about value and talking about pricing. Mm-hmm. And what you describe now with the the younger generation in Thailand, uh, they're discovering uh, the specialty coffee. They're they're putting value in it. And um, yeah, that is something um, mm-hmm. interesting. That is something that can be uh, that should be uh, fed, and yeah. that 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 can be grown into a, a new standard. Yeah. Yep. That's super interesting. Yeah. So um, as for uh, for Beanspire, right? mm-hmm. um, you you have been running Beanspire now for five or six years. Yeah. There's a lot of um, coffee growers uh, involved now. Yeah. Uh, you're also uh, blending up uh, the high quality coffee for which you currently don't have a market yet so mm-hmm. the, there's a, a a good bang for your buck for the ones that are aimed at a high quality um uh coffee yeah for a reasonable price uh for example that is the Maika john blend yep. we tried to uh pitch or we actually pitched that uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the middle large roastery here in the netherlands mm-hmm. but i'm also noticing that there's a, you're you're completely transparent about everything you're open to um, receive uh, roasters to show them around uh, and, to, and to connect more so in that terms you're um, more a facilitator of connection between roasters uh, and farmers
1: uh yes definitely that that is one part of the job uh, uh but then the majority of the past five years has always been you know hands-on working with the processing with with the producer with the wet mill that we work with to to improve the quality to do experiment making honey making natural mm-hmm. i i okay. hope we i could get to the point where i can just focus on exporting you know, If you few coffee come to me and then i just export And think i think i'm not sure if i will get there anytime soon it will still be a lot of very time consuming very very relational, relationship-driven as well.
0: With the uh, with the farmers, you mean? Or with, the with, farmers, the...
1: with the farmers, with the farmers, yeah. And then bringing that relationship, uh, bringing that higher quality coffee connected to to the buyer, potential buyer in in Europe, in the U.S., in Japan, in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You have a lot of uh, nice coffees in. Um... Oh, sorry, my series now. Going off serious like a wild animal in my uh, in my room sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have some nice coffees. Also, uh, one that is uh, by bangkok Sasada Chai Prom. Yeah, do I do I pronounce it right? I've been Bong, practicing.
1: <laughs> chai Prom, but she, she <laughs> everyone in Thailand. She has a nickname. Everyone in Thailand. Uh, Sopa. Yeah, everyone in Thailand knows her as Sopa, her nickname or former name. But she she has a yeah. estate called Sopa Estate that, uh, yeah. that uh, she's a producer, so I help her export to, uh, coffee. That, But it, it's really a big risk because it would mean I go... Because uh, I don't really have a hand on that coffee. That is already good on its own, so I just export that. So so yeah. we, we are doing uh, a lot more of that now too. But It's, an, it's a nice coffee. Yeah, yeah but it's tough to, to, to get it without knowing the buyer. So we actually took the risk before we... We, we found you uh, and a few other buyers because it was sent to, 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 to Europe without knowing most, most of the Thai coffee was at higher price point. So Leonard and I, and then you, when you were working at this side, we sort of know where the coffee will go, who will want, how many number of bags. So, so there is some, some guarantee of certain demand because it can't really sit there in the warehouse, uh, without knowing the buyer because uh, it's a bit more expensive than other coffee. So, but then for, for, for this coffee that you have so far, uh, we, we, we took the risk and just sent it and then see if anyone will, will, will like it.
0: It's it's quite risky, uh, of course. Uh, the, the there's not many bags, but it's uh, it's something that yeah you probably believe in and uh, yeah. just wanna, wanna yeah. carry out, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we were thinking about this year because of COVID nineteen. Should we send sample? Should we send coffee? You know, newer coffee that we farmers that I want to work with, but they have already. Uh, I have never really yeah. worked with them before, because they are already developed themselves and good enough to be exported. Should I, should I keep doing that? Because I'm not really not sure about the demand in Europe now.
0: Yeah. There's a, a lot higher risk now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It was all going uh, quite well, huh? Yeah. So with, uh, with the whole coffee industry, the specialty yeah. coffee, uh, yeah. uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's too bad.
1: It goes that direction. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, w- what are your, um, yeah, your plans for the, for the near future?
1: For the near future, I think, like I said, to survive this audio, I think, like everyone else, yeah. to, to be able to, to, to release some of the coffee that we're stocking, and, and so, so we don't have to, 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 to carry a lot of that stock with unsold, so, so we basically, as a mill and an exporter, because we, we don't just export, we buy the coffee. Uh, so if we, if we get stuck with that, we, we finance the farmers, and then we stock the coffee, and if we can't release that stock, then, 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 yeah. then we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I
0: can imagine. Yeah. So you already have financed uh, the farmers? or uh...
1: Uh, uh, We finance some. We finance throughout the harvest season, pay them to buy the cherries, and then normally all the payment for the farmer will finish uh, at the end of June. And this year, because we can't sell, uh, because we're probably going to ask the farmer if we can delay the payment by, by a few months and then pay okay. them in installment instead so that's if you see how the impact it, it's really good when i explain this to consumer in europe or, or buyer in europe that how it exactly affects when the market demand crash in europe how does it affect us how does it affect the farmers yeah because some of my so, yeah. friends even in thailand they asked to delay the payment yeah, yeah.
0: You're doing like a semi-consignment then uh, probably. Ah, yes. So you're paying, yes. you're paying them apart uh, up front and yes. then uh, later on if you sold it, then they get the rest. Uh, yes, yeah.
1: yes. So, so yeah. that, that, is, that is tough uh, what you call in terms of morally and ethically as well because if we haven't done that before. We always clear the debt uh, by, by end of June. But this year we, we asked that we just don't have the money to pay because we can't sell the coffee. So, yeah. so, so, but then we already paid uh, enough that for them to 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 be able to negotiate that, I think. I think, yeah. yeah.
0: Will Will you be able to survive uh, uh, the, the whole company? Um,
1: I hope so. I, mean, I hope so. I think. I think it would just be be over. Uh, just take longer to sell. I think eventually we we hope to release. I send a lot more sample. I I will not know until probably mid June, which is should be in two weeks. People are starting to respond whether they can buy uh, coffee or not. So, so, yeah. so hopefully if you're if you a roaster and have our sample, if you could, you know, uh, commit to, to, to buying a few bags that, that would help. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's also quite risky eh, for, uh, yeah,
1: but it's also uh, risky for the roaster to, 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 to to commit early as well so
0: uh, of course yeah, also the uh, in terms of uh, the pricing there's a unique uniqueness to uh, thai coffee yes
1: also uh, that
0: that, un- that uniqueness and the, the the fact that it is already a, a developed uh, country uh, yep. makes it higher
1: priced Yes, so, and that's another uh, challenge
0: I, I, <laughs> I, yeah exactly i can imagine um, yeah. for um, uh, an average roaster uh, to select on quality Yep, Um, to to avoid uh, Thai coffee in that uh, manner. Yeah,
1: yeah, because of the
0: pricing.
1: Yeah, that's tough for us. So, so it would have to be a roaster who really understands sustainability, not just not just quality. I think because if I if I really care only about quality, if I were a roaster, then I would just go for Ethiopia, Kenya. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe some. Nicaragua, Honduras would would work cheap, really cheap coffee. But I mean, I mean, if sustainability, if, if, if it's a core interest, then then I feel like looking at Thai coffee may may be an answer for for some roaster. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's also uh, quite interesting how how to um uh it, instead of um and this I'm just thinking out loud here. This uh, this brain worm uh coming by. So in in terms of um um you're 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 offering the coffee the mm-hmm. pricing is higher the quality might be the same as uh, as for example an ethiopian coffee mm-hmm. uh, but of course uh, d- due to your circumstances the pricing is size so how, how is it possible uh, what are the options what are the possibilities to to add some extra value to make it even more unique what are the the aspects of the coffee that can be uh, emphasized mm-hmm. um, are there personal aspects or are there so it it's it sounds uh, quite uh, challenging but uh, i'm mm-hmm. i'm super optimistic always mm-hmm. there's always a way to to find um, uh, that person that you seek to serve yeah. with your coffee so for example uh, if there's a coffee farmer uh, uh, that has um, uh, a passion for dancing that mm-hmm. maybe there's a, there's an option to find a connection yeah with uh with a, uh with a dancing uh school uh, yeah. i'm just thinking a lot
1: yeah uh, uh, and it 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 is uh
0: if it it seems like if you're doing nothing and um stay remain um uh, if you continue to do business as usual mm-hmm. uh, things will decline but yeah. if you uh, innovate and uh, yeah. dig deeper into the yeah. market yeah. And, and don't see as the market as one big cloud yep. uh, but but uh, segmented more yeah and and in this case <laughs> because you're already quite in the niche already
1: yeah uh,
0: so I, I don't know how how much further you can actually zoom in on <laughs> on this niche we but there, there's, there's always possibilities yeah
1: right? We, I mean, we have. I have talked to Leonard about doing more, more tailored product for for for, for, for each roaster because I think Thailand, in terms of farming structure, is very similar to to Costa Rica in the sense that the, every small sale farmer has their own wet mill. Uh, yeah. So, which means each roaster can be paired up with a single individual farmer, and uh, yeah. that is unique to that person the problem would, of that will be whether the roaster will, will be able to buy big enough volume at least 10 bags in order to to make it worth it for that yeah, sample to be sent <laughs> to, to that roaster yeah, yeah, because, costs well, even more really, yeah yeah because sending sample at all uh, to europe it could cost you know up to 100 dollars to, to send yeah. yeah and if which means if a roaster buy less than Then, then, then two bags. Then, then we lose money because you know, as as an exporter, we make, uh, we make less than a dollar per kilo. So, so which means in a sixty kg bag, our profit is about sixty dollars. Which mean, which mean, cost of sending sample is already uh, already more expensive than that.
0: So, yeah, there's, there's a sounds like there's a lot of constraints. Uh, yeah,
1: there is a lot of constraint to yeah. to to move that route. But if if the price point yeah. is high enough, then then it it makes sense. And this yeah. this year, we I think if if people buy our coffee again, we we try to add value on on the bags actually because we yeah. we design the bag so that it's printed on both sides. Because yeah. I have seen our bag getting uh, used to upcycle into jacket into other things, into, into face masks in the U S. So we painted a, uh, uh, the back of the bag in, uh, uh with a Thai face pattern. mask. <laughs> no, with a Thai pattern. Yeah. So, so it's not just, okay. so it's not just a blank, uh, white space, you know? Yeah. So, so you will yeah, see t- that if you, if you get our coffee and it, it can be readily cut, uh, into into jacket. If, if you found a, a tailor to to do it for you, yeah. So that's what I I sent a picture to you right now, and you you can see it on on WhatsApp. I
0: ha- I have uh, one of your bags here in uh, yeah. In but office.
1: but last year the back last year the back uh, wasn't screened. This year both sides will be screened. Yeah yeah. I don't know if you see it. I just sent it to you. Ooh, that is nice. Yeah. So 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 so, so when people what it take- is.
0: This- I will uh, post uh, a picture
1: of this uh, online. That is, yeah. uh, that is like a, a design jacket. Uh, I yeah. So them. so because I have seen uh, some designer took our bag and then turned it into a jacket. So I got an idea from that. Why don't you just starting thinking from the bag design? You know, yeah. process at origin. How do you take it to to people who can take this bag and then turn it into something else? Yeah. Well, that that looks uh, amazing. That looks cool yeah uh, looking forward to uh
0: to to uh, to, to receive one of those uh, yeah in the future of course yeah. uh, after after COVID, there's COVID again we should talk less about COVID, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a big uh big item now eh?
1: yeah, it's, it's important so, yeah it's important
0: and it's impossible to uh to to, to walk around it uh, actually yeah cool i i, I think um um it, it's um, the listeners. If if there's uh, people um, that hear this, they, they get a quite a sense of um, your coffee about uh, the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how many farmers are you currently uh,
1: collaborating with? Uh, we probably do about. It's hard to count because because we operate in in different tier. Uh, but we, we do about hundred. This year would be less. Last year we did hundred twenty tons, and assuming that each farmer. Uh, produce about uh, 1 ton of, of parchment on average then that will be about yeah. 120 farmers but this year we can get to 60 uh, tons that will be that will be good enough because we buy sherry and and process it sometimes the sherry will come from 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 other farm in the nearby area or passerby that come sell the coffee yeah yeah so so it's really hard to say an, uh, exactly number of farmers and then each farming family has about five people so so when I thought, when I say hundred twenty ton means uh, hundred twenty farmer that you exactly. probably should count five yeah. <laughs> in that yeah. exactly. so 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 it's hard to, to say exactly how many people we we touch but but quite 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 a few number.
0: It's super interesting uh I, i'm enjoying working with you uh, yeah. working with uh, the coffees you export yeah uh, i have uh, a deep respect for the the work that you uh yeah. deliver yeah also the 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 pace uh yeah. at uh, which you work yeah uh uh, also, when we collaborated on that uh, uh, that roastery, yep. uh, the, the document you sent. Yeah. So uh, there was a, the request for some uh, important uh, documents about yeah. uh, the OTA report, the, uh, the microtoxin yeah. report. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> even more documents. Come on, we want to yeah. collaborate. We want to yeah. bring bring you closer to, uh, yeah. to origin. Yeah, but it's uh, it's bureaucracy that's pulling the brakes on that. It was, it was
1: <laughs> I mean, in some sense, stupid. that that's good to to be that that strict the yeah, requirement. But bit. then, but then, if it's get too much, uh, then then it actually uh, a trade barrier. It, it it is a discrimination. This, this was
0: uh, this was too much. This was um, more out of uh, yeah, of course, bu- bureaucracy, uh, internal uh, protocols, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the lack of. Um, uh, no let's say, say maybe adventurism that is a mm-hmm. bit overdone, but yeah uh, also and maybe a bit too too fearful yeah just be be open to i mean a lot of bigger
1: uh, a lot of experiment. bigger roaster yeah i mean a lot of bigger roaster older roaster are not familiar with 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 specialty coffee in a sense that a lot of those substance a lot of those things that they require. You will never see it in, in specialty coffee that is done in this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: continually continuously improving. I yeah. mean, it's not like the traditional trade where people yeah. are producing for volume, so yeah. trying to yeah cut off the edges and uh, trying to produce more for for, yeah. for less, and yeah. uh, the quality goes down and the risk uh, goes up, and yeah. you keep on have to monitoring the yeah, yeah. the risk so, what risk. Yeah. This is uh, have you heard of the the word kaizen? kaizen is a, Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. a japanese continuous improvement yep. and that is what what we are all uh in the yep. middle of like yep. continuously improve the product so yeah this year there's a product of course there's a lot of factors that can make next year's harvest a lot less but yep. uh, we are aiming on making it better every yep. year every year and every yep. year yep. so if you get on board right now then um uh, you are guaranteed of the current quality and you're kind of also uh, joining the ride towards an even better quality and in even more valuable product instead of a a cheap uh, uh, coffee that contains uh, a lot of risks as well and that you need to invest in uh, protocols and uh, bureaucracy and spending a lot of money on marketing and Emphasizing the story that is not uh, inside of it, just mm-hmm. creating a yeah more value and a more transparent um, yep uh, product. It's, it's super logic. Eventually, yep. Just uh, it's the the challenge to make people see the added value you uh, are adding to the yeah to the the world of coffee. Yep. Yeah, yeah and uh, in this term uh, i think uh, i want to conclude uh, yeah. this uh, this podcast episode mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um uh, Fwadi, i want to thank you a lot for uh, for being on this one yeah. um of course this is the second episode and I'm, I'm i'm trying to find uh, the right um, uh, concept of uh, to deliver your yeah. uh, message to deliver your work to the consumer yeah thank um, you very in the later I'm, I'm i'm just trying it's it's a shot uh, in the dark i think it is mm-hmm um um also this is uh involved in kaizen continuous improvement mm-hmm. um so I want to invite you on a later uh, stage as well yep. to continue the conversation. There's, there's enough to talk about in coffee. Yeah. There's enough, to, enough stories that you encompass in, in Thailand yep. uh, that you, that you encounter every single uh, person that you uh, collaborate with every 120 farmers that you collaborate with. Yeah. And uh, some have uh, very unique uh, stories and actually ev- every one of them has a unique
1: story. Yep. Every, um, every one of us and, have a unique story. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's,
0: we're all uh, unique, and uh, we all have uh, some value to bring. And um, yeah, to dive deeper in, uh, into that. So, uh,
1: so thank you. Yep, thank you very much. Thank you everyone for helping and supporting Thai coffee.
0: Yeah, I will add some uh, show notes uh, as well. Yep, uh, on uh, your company. So, yep. uh, for the ones listening, they want to know more about Forty. Yep, and about uh, Beanspire. Yep. Uh, visit uh, www.beanspire.coffee. Yep. Green coffee is available at uh, this side up. So that's www.thissideup.coffee. Yep. Yep. Uh, and of course, uh, some of the coffees I roast, and there's also some coffees that are roasted by other uh, yep. small roasters. Yep. And you can uh, visit uh, ikigai.coffee as well for, uh, yep. for some roasted coffees. Yep. So enough of the talking. If you want to find out more about this episode or any other episodes, please visit www.ikigai.coffee and I hope to see you there.